Hello, you're listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. We are a general interest independent bookstore located in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. This year, because of the coronavirus pandemic, we've had to close our store and cancel in-person events. But Skylight is your neighborhood bookstore, and we are finding ways to create community even while we're far apart. In the coming weeks, we'll be putting out lots of new audio content to help you discover new books, connect with authors, and check in with your favorite booksellers. To learn more about how you can help keep Skylight alive, please visit our website at skylightbooks.com or check out our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome to Skylit. This is the Skylight Books Podcast, and I'm your host, Lance Morgan. Today, we're welcoming Erica Moen and Matthew Nolan to read from their new book, Let's Talk About It, and have a conversation with me after. Before I introduce them, I want to remind you that Skylight Book offers curbside pickups and online ordering on their website, www.skylightbooks.com. Erica Moen is a veteran of nearly 20 years in the comics industry. She's best known for her autobiographical story, uh, DAR, a a super girly top secret comic diary in the sex toy uh, review slash sex education series, Oh Joy Sex Toy. Her work focuses on sex, sexuality, identity, and fart jokes. She lives in Portland, Oregon with her husband and creative partner, Matthew Nolan. Matthew Nolan is wise beyond his years. He's been helping make sex education comics for the past eight years and is still looking great doing it. He lives in Portland with his wife, Erica Moen and Cat Flapjack. Welcome, Eric and Matthew. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, I, Thank that, you. I, I love that introduction. That's that's hearing you say it like that's. Uh, thanks I mean, for having us. No problem. So you guys have a reading for us to start off with. We do. Uh, yeah. From our book, let's talk about it. Coming out from Random House Graphic. Uh, we wanted to do a reading from the chapter that is, uh, where do you start? And it's um, a conversation between a older sister and a younger sister about you know that moment when sex starts to come into somebody's life and yeah we wanted to do this yeah yeah okay so uh and our book is a series of like short different stories with different characters tackling different issues with relationships and sexual situations so where do you start are you thinking about relationships are you thinking about sex what do you do what do you do how do you know you're ready When will you know you're ready? What does it even feel like to be ready? Why is this so stressful and complicated? So. And we have the younger sister at her laptop and her cell phone goes off saying, ba-ding. And then, (laughs) so she starts uh, texting on her phone, tap, 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 and sends off a message. She gets a message back. She's really excited and little hearts. And then she has a moment where she just kind of looks surprised, like, okay, what now? And she's thinking, and she turns around, she hollers to her older sister. Sis, you around? I need your help. Sure, sup? Um, 
tick tap tip tap on her phone you know what i'm good no worries never mind nah it's cool seriously what's up uh okay amari and i have been getting pretty flirty over text and they're starting to bring up sexy stuff like i think we're talking about sex i think like i want to do stuff with them but but i'm also fucking nervous i don't know what to do well i mean i know what to do but like what do i do i've never done this i'm not sure if they've ever done this where do i start what do i do with my hands i'm scared of when whoa tiger dang i didn't know you two were getting close like that wow that's really exciting and heck yeah i'm here for you but one step at a time first up and most importantly let's go put the kettle on then we'll get to the rest let's talk about all of this huh you ready uh not really but sure let's go for it well Welcome to the world of sex, bucko. Here's what I've learned. Sex is deeply personal and means different things to different people. It may seem daunting, but as you start to learn about this stuff, you're going to see just how fascinating it can be. Cat, go in the way. <laughs> Cat intermission. There's no one correct way you're supposed to feel about it. Sex can be a space for personal growth and exploration, a world of connection, intimacy, and fun. It's an interesting part of being human, though it's not for everyone. Some folks have little or no interest in it, which is perfectly normal too. It probably seems like everyone you know and the world itself is telling you to dive on in, but take a breath and pause for a bit. There's no rush. It's okay to be new. It's okay to take your time. And it's okay to realize that it might not be for you right now. Approach it in a way that feels right to you. Ugh, you sound like a teacher. I need real advice. I mean, what should I be doing now? Well, right now is a great time to start asking yourself some questions and getting in touch with your sexual self before adding in anybody else. Begin with some of these questions and see where they take you. There are no wrong answers. It's all an exercise and exploration. Ask yourself, why are you interested in sex? What counts as sex to you? What images or activities already interest you? What are you comfortable trying? How could sex impact your life? Sex should be a positive, pleasurable activity for all participants. If you feel like any of your answers don't reflect that kind of an experience, give yourself some more time to think about it. Remember, there's no rush. Uh, okay, so let's assume that I want to have sex and I think I'm ready for it. How would I, how do you even start well, you know how it works and how to do it with protection, right? Yeah, I, I did my research. We have condoms. Then it's just a matter of talking it up with your would-be partner. Whether you're having a one-night fling or you're in a long-term relationship, you'll want to be on the same page with your partner. So make sure to talk about sex ahead of time. It can be a long chat way in advance or something shorter right before you hook up. It all counts as long as you're talking. Ask your partners. What would you like to do and try? Here's what I'm interested in doing with you. This is what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts? Here's where and how I wanna be touched. How do you like to be touched? Here's what's off limits for me. What do you want to avoid? If you run into a disagreement, talk it out. You want the experience to be good and fun for both of you. So don't do anything either of you are uncomfortable with. Respect each other's wishes. Sometimes you might not be able to find a good middle ground when you're having the sexy talk, and that's okay too. We're all super different in our wants and needs. If that happens, just don't go forward. 
Forcing things leads to bad experiences. Broaching the topic of sex can be super scary and sort of the last thing you might want to do, but it's a necessary step. Talking about sex with the person you're thinking of doing it with can be a relief and actually kind of sexy. You're planning to get intimate with their intimates, so be brave, be bold, and bring it up before you bone. If your partner's too shy to talk with you about sex right now, give them space and try again another time. But, but what if? What if I don't like it? Or I do like it? Or I regret it? Or, or if I do something super wrong? What if they freak out? What if? Whoa, it's okay. You're okay. You're both going to be okay. You got a bad case of the what ifs. And I get it, especially since this is your first foray. We're all nervous about sex. It's been built up to feel like the pinnacle of achievement in life. Oh my God. <laughs> that sort of weight, pressure, and expectation can really suck the joy out of it, especially for a first timer like yourself. But that's what all of this is about. By chatting with me, by asking yourself important questions, by talking things out with your partner, you're getting yourself prepared. And since you and your partner will have spent all this time talking, you'll be more comfortable speaking up if something doesn't go right. I'm not going to lie. You can't ever be prepared for everything. Things might not happen the way you think they should. And chances are your first time will end up kind of awkward no matter what. But do your research and communicate with one another. And know that good sex comes with time and practice. Even if something comes up, I believe in you. And I know you'll take it in stride. Oh, thanks, sis. I owe you big. No problemo. I got your back. If you need anything else, you come ask, okay? That's what I'm here for. And that's it. End of chapter. That was fantastic. I wish I wasn't on mute so you could have heard my just like I was scribbling of notes and like for myself and just like just loving um, flapjacks. Um, appearances in it too. Oh my god, <laughs> that she's is, going nuts. Yeah, I, I, if you want, I can, I can, yeah, I can kick her out or put her in a room because she's decided I mean, that like right now is she's activating. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw her outside actually. Okay. 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 All right. Um, no, I, we should tell the listeners too that Flapjack isn't included with the book, but oh, <laughs> um, all right, hold on a second there. All right, so how are you doing this morning, Matthew? I'm good. I'm all right. It's uh, the start of a week and you know, this when we write our scripts and start our start start the process. And okay. I don't know, it's 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 been good so far. That's great. Um, yeah. So my first question, and this is how I always love to start off um, conversations. What are you guys watching, reading, or listening to that's helping you out with everything that's happening in the world right now? We're approaching the one year <laughs> of the coronavirus hitting America and kind of the huge lockdown starting. So yeah, what's getting you through everything right now? I've got an answer. Go for it, yeah. Uh, there's an app called Headspace, which is supposed to help you with mindfulness and meditation. And I go through one, they, they have a group meditation mm -hmm. where uh, at set times, all these different people from around the country, you don't know, I mean, you don't have a clue who they are but you can see how many people are joining in for that meditation at that time. And so it's like, you know, you're meditating with all these other people at the same time. And I basically do that about every day. And um, yeah, that, that's my number one thing that I, I've been relying on to help. Your answer is way more serious and clever than mine. I was gonna be like, 
I like watching Dairy Girls. <laughs> they make me laugh. It's so funny you say that. Yesterday I wore my Dairy Girls shirt to work because I was just like, oh. I have like, it's the, all their names at the end. It's like, in the wee fish, James. And oh. I was just like, oh. you know, that's, that show is, has also been getting me through a lot too. So I'm yeah. like, that's a great answer. Both of these are great answers. I, I think that <laughs> equally valid answers there. And like, um, no, that's great. I'm glad that you guys have these to come to yourselves right now. So um, your amazing book, just like when I think of your book, I'm, I, it reminds me of how like, there's kind of this, I feel like sexual liberation movement happening for younger, for like teenagers, mm-hmm. for teens who are in like this kind of truth that like, teens are having sex which is something that I feel like it's a hit was a hidden like shameful thing that people didn't talk about but it's becoming now more um just talked about in media like I, when I, th- I think of the show like sex education or uh big mouth or just like these mm-hmm. um books these YA books that are like oh yeah they this is a thing that's happening um could you guys tell me about like when in the when in your journeys did you come think, hey, let's write this book for teens and give them kind of this access to like more knowledge? Yeah. So for for the longest of time we've been doing Oh Joy Sex Toy, which has been doing reviews and little sex education strips. And we've been doing that like for the last eight years. And each time we would we would make something, um, it, and be, it's geared towards kind of like adults. Yeah, and then we would have these adults who have kids reach out and be like, "Oh, I really wish I had a version like this. That's 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 for my kid, or that's just a little bit edited." Or, and you know, so we've we've been we've been wanting to make a, a sex education book for teens for ages. Yeah. Um, I think it also stems also from the way that our sex education is when we were younger you know, how you'd get the bare necessities Mm -hmm. from either sex education class or uh, from a book or something like that, but it it never really covered everything. You always- It was very like practical. It's like condoms, STIs, pregnancy. And it's not, and I remember being a teen and just like, I had no idea how you get to the point where you need you, you would be in a position to use that knowledge in the first place. It's like, how do you even get to that point? How do people get in relationships? Yeah, or, or how do you even talk to another person yeah. about sex, let alone have sex? Or, yeah. or how do you deal with the... I remember when I was a kid, I felt so guilty for wanting sex or thinking about sex. And, you know, with kids nowadays, it's like, you know, they, they as soon as they get a phone and they're, they're exposed to, to a huge amount of sex in their life. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like education ever really kept up with that. We, we mm-hmm. haven't really reached a point where we have these really important conversations or try to normalize the world of sex. You know, whether or not you're having it or not having mm-hmm. it, whether or not you're not interested in it or, or, or you're super interested in it, we haven't really advanced our education to sort of understanding that. And so that's something we wanted to do. We wanted to do a book that really just sort of, I don't know, was a lot more um, helpful to the teens of today. Like I wanted to make a resource that would give teens the language and the vocabulary 
to know what they even need to ask, what they need to ask somebody else, what they need to ask themselves. Because to me, this isn't just a book that's like, hey, teenagers, go have sex. Right. It's like, hey, teenagers, you live in a society in which sex is very present. Here's, let's let's demystify it so you yeah. can make the decisions that are right for you. Like, we're not we're not going to pretend that sex isn't a part of your life. Right? Yeah. Like even if you're not even if you're not sexually active right now, like you you still are entitled to the knowledge of like what does it mean to get into a sexual relationship? How can that impact your life? How do you make the decisions that are going to be healthiest and right for you? Like you need that information in order to make informed decisions. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's very true. That's um I think a very noble reason to want to make this a very just like helpful thing for teenagers. No, I'm like thinking back on my own um, sex ed, like sex and education from like school. Like I think about like, I remember a teacher, a sex ed teacher told me once, told our class that like homosexuality is because like can become because like you can get teased about being gay and then that idea is put in your mind and then that's how you can become gay. Like a teacher told me that in a way. Wait, like you... you get teased into becoming gay? Oh no, no. That, exactly. that people talking about teasing about gay like incepts you, inception style. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what a teacher told us in class. And like, I think about that now and I'm like, wow, that's damn, that's so damaging. Like, was there any like- oh, yeah. Can you guys think about anything like that from your own sexual uh, sexual education history? That's like crazy. Well, I think I think mine was more here's here's a book, you know, off you go, and and and, and it was like that that's great. And I, I remember reading this book back to front. I didn't have anything like major to de demystify like like your your experience, um, but um, yeah, it it was definitely. I was always left with more questions. I remember reading that book back from front to back like a hundred times and you know, always hoping that there was something, a, an extra hidden page or something like that, right? Like another lesson to be learned. Right. And it never really felt valuable enough. Like I, I knew how sex and babies worked. I, I knew, I understood that, but there was still something inside of me that wanted more answers to something that I was still very obsessed with, right? Like it, mm -hmm. I was, sex was a, big draw as being a teen. I, I wasn't having it, but I, I wanted to know everything about yeah. it. Yeah, um, to me also, like as a girl, uh, a message that I got uh, growing up was that like uh, sex can be really traumatic. And so if you have sex too soon, or if you have sex out of marriage, uh, if you like, there's all these ways that if you have sex, it's going to ruin you. Right. And so like, on the one hand, I was really curious, but it felt like this super dangerous thing. Cause like, if, what if, what if I agreed to have sex, but it was the wrong time. And I didn't know what meant made something the wrong time or the right time. Right. So like, it, it was like this, this Russian roulette game of, if I do it, am I going to like traumatize myself for life without even realizing it? Right. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I, I wanted something that just like talks about sex in a practical way and talks yeah. about the realistic way, like just would tell me the questions that I needed to know to, to, to do the cost risk analysis, to, to make an informed decision and, and understand like what, what kind of sexual situation would actually be bad. What kind of sexual, sexual, sexual situation would be safe. <laughs> right. And also that, 
kind of like idea of the right time it's just yeah. so funny to me because i'm like what what is it like am i gonna like like is an angel gonna come down to me like this is it mm -hmm. this is the time like is that like i feel like that's always like something it's like you're gonna feel like when it's the right time this is never like but they're like they're never like but here's ways you can like inform yourself or here's ways you can like realize that or have that kind of mentality to know like what it what it mm -hmm. means to be the right time or anything like that well and then also like as far as like a right time goes there's also this idea of like there is one act of sex and once you have this one right. act of sex you're you change your life change yeah, and, and this weird added importance to to virginity right like yeah. losing your virginity yeah. like it's some sort of uh you know like a like a big milestone change. yeah you know you, you level up somehow and it's like, it, it, it's this weird level of importance applied to something that, you know, we'll all maybe experience and we all have, you know. Well, and there's all these different ways to be sexually intimate. You know, in our society, we talk about, you say sex and everybody assumes that means penis in vagina right. and or butt, maybe mm -hmm. depending on which genders you're talking about. But uh, like our book really wanted to emphasize that being sexually active, sharing sexual intimacy. That's a lot of many different combinations of, of, of ways to interact with somebody, different ways your genitals can align. I believe you can be sexually intimate without any genitals in the play. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I count like phone sex as being sexually intimate with somebody. Right. So the book is like, hey, if you want to share that intimacy with somebody, there's a lot more going on than just penis in vagina. Mm. Um, and it's, it's not just one act and it's not just one thing that changes your life and changes you forever. It's, it's a spectrum and uh, there's a lot of different options and choices and you can pick and choose and, and make the, the thing that works for you and makes you feel good. Right. No, I, and I think that kind of plays a lot with like society and like, especially in the form of sexual education, they need to like focus sex on reproduction only. Like it's yeah. like, it has to be some sort of reproduction mm -hmm. to count. And it's so, it's just like, so I know a lot of, it's harmful in a lot of ways because like there are a lot of adults who don't realize that um, like condoms are not just to stop <laughs> having, having kids, like to like prevent having children. Like there's other uses of it, but like it's not, mm -hmm talked about or like the abstinence only kind of conversation in schools no that's very yeah. um, the, the lack of education is it, it's it's disarming it's not mm -hmm. it, you're not equipping people with enough information if you give them this the very basics um it's still it, it's not it's not enough for a person to go out and and know how to communicate with another person about yeah. sex or or how to how do you check in with your partner? Like how, how, how you traverse this stuff. And, mm -hmm. and especially, you know, the way it's treated as well is like, I, we give you this you know, traditionally, you know, we give you this one and done little bit of information on some of the physical practical reproductive <laughs> and then it's like step away and we'll never talk about sex ever again. And, you know, now that part of your life has become cloaked and private and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And so many people take that little bit of information don't know how to use it and get a, and get into like bad relationships yeah. into bad communication situations mm -hmm. or you know heaven forbid they end up getting pregnant or or stis or whatever it's um it's it's not great like so that's that's the whole point of the book really we wanted to give kids the sort of 
the next book you might give them after that first sex education, the mm -hmm. one that kind of helps them a little bit more with questions and kind of gives them more tools and really, really encourages them just to just to talk and communicate, mm -hmm. you know, amongst themselves with each other, because um, you, you can't tell from a reading of the book, but the, the whole book is teens talking to other teens um, through graphic novel. Mm -hmm. So it's very much friends educating friends mm -hmm. or in the, in the one that we read, a sister talking to a sister. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I don't know, we, we, we want to empower kids to advance themselves and help. I, I don't know, it's, it's a very different take, but I think it's the right direction. No, it seems like a very, a great direction for it to go, especially for getting that to younger audiences. Um, and kind of on that, like the idea to make this a graphic uh, comic to, is that the right word? Is, I don't know if that's the right terminology. Oh yeah, graphic yeah. novel. A graphic novel, graphic comic, yeah, to like educate kids. Was that more to like kind of get the get younger audiences or was there like a different reason to make it a graphic novel? Oh man, we could, we could go on yeah. about like <laughs> why we like graphic novels forever. Mm -hmm. There are, <laughs> there are like, I think maybe better sex ed books out there that are like, they cover everything. Comprehensive. Like, comprehensive mm -hmm. things, but like they are so difficult to crack open. They, they're like tombs and only the people who are like, are going to become sex educators will read it from front to back or or like you can't put that in, in in a kid's hands and have the kid read it it's just it's a wall of text you know and it's yeah. talking about things that are not very easy to picture all, all mm. the time yeah and graphic novels are like there are there there are blood that's we've been doing that for ages we think that it's the best way to communicate difficult ideas mm -hmm. or hard to know, break apart things you can you can take all this thick heavy education and you can you can put it into normal language and when you have it coming out of a speech bubble from a person and you you've turned that scientific note or or, or fact into something that's a, a friend telling another friend that tone comes across and it becomes so much un, more understandable you know well and the the visual aspect of that is i mean you know the the classic writing advice is show don't tell Comics are literally show, don't tell. So you can you can draw these really visually engaging things, uh, and and have that catches people's eyes first. And then the only text they have to read is like actual factual information that can't be turned into a drawing. And it just makes the reading process uh, a lot less daunting, a lot more inviting. And we can you know we we draw comedic stuff in there little cute easter eggs um, and like we get to do diversity and we get to right. have people and bodies and not mm -hmm. just have a a chapter saying not just being a chapter saying diversity is important instead we, we show yeah you know all the kids are different some of them have, yeah. you know, have disabilities some of them have i, I don't know they're, they're all very different yeah yeah and yeah that i i can literally just draw a ton of different body types, a ton of different uh, ways of dressing. And I don't have to say this person identifies like this. Like you can right. just look at the kid and and take what you need to know yeah. from the way they're drawn. And, and, and on the same sort of vein, it's easier for a reader or a teen to be able to read these things and put themselves into that, into the character that's talking, into mm -hmm. their shoes. Whereas if you're just reading a wall of text, it can be very easy to sort of 
dissociate yourself from that text. And where there's a little person talking about it and they're the same age as, as you are, you can, you can, you can slot straight into there and you can feel what they feel. Yeah. I guess like um, a, a textbook is like somebody lecturing at you and drawing it in a comic where the information is talked between two people. It's like, you're part of a conversation. Yeah. I, I, we, we could go on forever. Yeah, we, we, we have we more to say. We love comics. <laughs> like I, as a fan of comics too, I like the one thing that kind of shouts out to me when I hear like this, uh, of this book is that like comics and graphic novels are, they're fun. And like kind of that idea of sex that's been shamed into like us through education is that sex shouldn't be fun. It should be like this procreative, just like get the job done kind of thing but like it is a fun thing that can mm -hmm. be enjoyed by uh, partners i think that kind of graphic novel element kind of adds that in there too it can be fun it can be this like beautiful and like visual and just like mm -hmm. fun thing and i think that like a lot of teens will kind of get that from your novel which is amazing fingers um, crossed i mean fingers crossed yeah fingers, fingers crossed. crossed that's the goal <laughs> i i believe i have hope i've seen uh, work on books where you see a lot of graphic novels come in. I think this one will be a special one in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. No problem. Um, but to kind of move away from teens, mm -hmm. adults, I a lot of adults in my life and just who I've like come across and even the ones that I just see online because are you? I think there's a conversation of like adults who are realizing that they don't have the sexual knowledge or like just background that they think they did because of like the lack of education. And they're now turning to like younger, um, things kind of uh, pointed at younger audience, like in terms of sexuality, um, in terms of body image, in terms of all of these conversations that are being had towards younger audiences. I think adults are processing that too. Do you think your book is kind of also an avenue of, of, like adults can turn to to kind of oh, fill yeah. gaps in their knowledge too? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you're very astute in saying like the young is sort of leading the way mm -hmm. in this direction. But man, yeah, I, these these are these are lessons that we can all learn. Like the yeah. the, the big like the big subtitle for the book is. Um, uh, the teen's guide to sex relationships and being a human mm -hmm. and that last part is 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 an emphasis really on the level of communication and in, in the book mm -hmm. but I think that applies to anybody no matter what their age and yeah. no matter what your interest in sex is you know even if you're not having it and even if you're not interested in it the book sort of really just advocates learning and communication and normalizing the world of sex so even if you're you know, asexual and um, you know, not interested in ever exploring sex. It, it, it's just, it feels like, um, I don't know, human mm -hmm. growth to sort of- Understand. To connect to this part of yourself and body, especially when like so much of us, culture and media are just inundated with it, right? right. Like mm -hmm. you, you can't walk past, you can't walk a block without having sex in your life in mm -hmm. some way or form. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I think like so important for a lot of adults like and like I feel like we're at a new kind of renaissance of sexuality mm -hmm. and culture and just like just being talked about in like a lot of um like one I think of like the show Transparent which is a show about a mm -hmm. young an older person who kind of realizes his um gender like after years of like suppression because of like mm -hmm 
culture. So yeah, I think there's definitely, and this is to my listeners, definitely like things we can all get from this uh, book. Um, my next question is, there's, well, I'll phrase in the statement first. Um, a lot of teens don't have access to like go to the bookstore to grab this book or see this. Mm -hmm. But a lot of parents I know shop at bookstores and like get books for their children and get books for in our, but like might be like when they see a book talking about sex might hesitate when they talk to their kids. Yeah. And sure. like, hopefully like that's changing. And we want, <laughs> I hope it's changing where we can have a more open discussion with um, both our parents and our children about sex. Um, because it is a part of just everyday life. But what would you tell parents who are kind of on the fence about like getting this book? Well, I, I wish there was a way for them to, for free, just read it and be able to tell whether or not it's something they want to, you know, want to use in their, their sex education for, for their kid. I mean, uh, probably the cheapest way to do that is just get a quick, uh, you know, um, ebook version and, and and have a quick look and if you go you know what this is a bit too this isn't quite what I want to do with my kid mm -hmm. that that's fine you, you don't have to get it um, I would also point out that as soon as your kid has a phone or computer access like that kid is going to be discovering sex information and who knows how accurate it's going to be? Who knows how realistic it's going to be? So it's like you have the choice of reading through our book first and seeing sex explained with empathy and uh, understanding and acknowledging reality and fact-based. And your kid could read that or they can go on their phone and learn from Pornhub and go find <laughs> Pornhub by accident when they're not even looking for it, yeah, you know, no, or I, if they are looking for it. I think you know. if you're uh, if if you're a parent, I, ignorance and pretending that sex isn't a part of your kid's life, you know, uh, even if they're not having sex, I th I don't think that's the correct direction. You you know, yeah. Do it's it's better to be proactive and to be. Um, I don't know, to show that you're... To find positive representations to share rather than just be like, well, I hope they don't stumble on Pornhub. Yeah. The only thing I've heard from, from parents who have used some of our other books to, to give to their kids is um, don't hand the book to them it's not it, it like apparently that's that's like a sure if, if you hand sex education to, to to your teen it's like a sure sure bet that they'll be like oh i am that is so embarrassing and i'm not going to touch it whereas if you put the book in a place that's sort of within reach yeah and sort of you you, you show them you, if you do it in front of them and you kind of put the book away like the book will disappear and like yeah. it will reappear <laughs> in, in one of their bedrooms pretty quick like, like i remember I, I remember hearing like I think Barrett did that or yeah I've heard somebody. it for a few times so they're like I, I didn't I you know like they'll acknowledge like oh yeah it's this book I got it talks about sex it, whatever don't 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 mind me and yeah. then they, they put the book away and then like the book just disappears yeah it just dis disappears <laughs> a little later on I always I always thought that was delightful yeah that like I feel like that's such like the like the cookie in the cookie jar it's like oh don't eat these cookies these are my exactly. right. like, and then yeah. like, oh I know that's how like oh yeah, yeah that makes no that makes perfect sense um yeah so that's great advice for all the parents listening 
<laughs> buy this book go buy this book now and just go put it out of the reach for your teen kids or yeah. your age and just have them buy it um yeah, specifically tell them like oh you're too young for this and oh, then put the book away oh, that's brutal <laughs> that's so that's so that's, that's so you good. can read this in a few years yeah this, this is, this is you, you might not be ready for you this. might not be ready for this that oh book will get read it will get absorbed so fast <laughs> Oh, that, that's like manipulative in a way that I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for my next question and this might be let me know if at any point this is, gets too personal but like how was it writing um as a duo a married duo you guys are together this book about sex and like managing it with your own personal but also kind of wanting to like be open to to your audience about this yeah so with with Ojoy, uh, Ojoy Sex Toy, that we do pretty much every week or every other week we write something, um, we've gone pretty good at doing a, a back and forth where one of us will, will, will write a script and the other person will come at it and edit it and, mm -hmm. and, and do all that. When it came to this book, we, we, we tried to keep that going. Um, I think I wrote most of it and yeah. then you, you attacked it after that and then it kind of with just, love oh yeah no no absolutely just sort of <laughs> you know the, the bouncing back and forth process mm -hmm. takes a few iterations mm -hmm. um so I, we'd had practice with that mm -hmm. um and uh, that, that process has always worked well for we us. just like honestly we've been working together for almost like 15 years now we've been collaborating so i it's just it's just baked into how i make art is yeah. And uh, with this one, it was a uh, it was like a full year worth of work in in mm -hmm. 2019, and so we we sort of started off by we sat down and we came up with like a, a hit list of topics we wanted to cover uh, in this book because we definitely knew we wanted to do a teen sex ed book. Mm -hmm. uh, my elevator picture in my head before we wrote it was like the second sex ed book that you give a kid, you know, after their after their sex ed lesson. Mm -hmm. and so it was like, well, what kind of things do we want to be doing? And then we went and we talked with some of the teens in our lives mm -hmm. and uh, ask them the stuff that was important to them or what felt mm -hmm. important. And then we just kind of built from there and not, not everything got added. No, like there's definitely <laughs> some stuff that we wish we had done more of mm -hmm. or like, you know, uh, but like we, we, you know, we, we covered as much as we could. It's 204 yeah. pages. We, we worked on it I mean... a full, for a full year. Yeah. And um, you know, you experienced a whole lot of burnout. Mm -hmm. We, we hired a, an assistant to help us mm -hmm. with layouts like we, we put our all into it mm -hmm. so you know it, very very proud of it and I, I don't know i feel like uh in a lot of ways i feel like i make a lot of my best work doing it as a collaboration with yeah. matt and, and the way we wrote it was um you know each chapter sort of is like an episodic chapter where we where we're sort of self-contained self-contained where the camera sort of flies in onto a pair of teens who through a circumstance are now talking about um, a specific specific chapter. One of them will be a little bit more knowledgeable than the other one. And mm -hmm. uh, they'll just sort of have a natural conversation about it. And mm -hmm. we try to make those conversations feel human. It's, it, it can be tough to do with some of the really dense education yeah. parts, but <laughs> for the more emotional parts, it's definitely very easy to make it nice and human. So we just try to keep the conversation natural and. And then before you knew it, we'd written a full chapter and it's like on to the next one. Mm -hmm. well, that's, and did you, with that, like also having these teen characters kind of revisit your teen selves and kind of like look at how, yeah. was it, and how was that? Like, because I know a lot of writers when they have to like, when they talk about maybe their own stories and their own past, 
find that looking they like discover stuff about themselves when they were teenagers did you guys have that i don't know i stayed away from me as a teen i find i find thinking about me as a teen just deeply embarrassing like (laughs) oh god i can't believe i was like that thinking about (laughs) thinking about like mirabelle or the 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 teens in my life now Mm -hmm. i'm like they're so much they're they're so much more fierce and they have so many different problems that it it feels it felt healthier more relevant to to start there rather than starting with my own experience. Does that make sense? Sure. Uh, I think some of the fundamental questions we, like, I, we were answering the questions that I oh. had, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I just, I, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like myself is, is, is a great litmus test for, for what <laughs> For teens, being relevant to teens yeah, today. Yeah, teens 2020 but, compared to the 90s, right? Like, it's right. not. It's not the same. <laughs> but some of the questions are oh, still sure, the same. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the education is going to be the same. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, there's only so many ways you can you can teach something. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think if I had any particular issues. I remember back in school being in science class where they had us roll condoms onto bananas. <laughs> and that wasn't particularly fun. <laughs> it's funny. That's still happening like today. Like I have it from like uh, like teens in my life who like are really like telling like oh guess what I did and I'm like they're still doing that like it's 2021 wow they're still <laughs> having them get the old bananas and I'm like oh god Oof. um so I have one more question and um for you guys before we end and it's um what, do you think that this will be your last like sex ed book for children or not children sorry teenagers Teenagers. (laughs) but like for young adults young adults teenagers um do you think that this or do you think that you can will maybe build this out to series is there a possibility of that the possibility exists i'm not sure yeah it's we've been living and breathing sex education for so long eight years that it it, you know it's we could and there are topics that we didn't Mm -hmm. get to cover in this book so we could totally do another one Mm-hmm. Um, right now we're just sort of like we're still on that ramp down from having finished this so we finished mm-hmm. this maybe like a year ago but it, it, we still had lots of editorial work to do on it mm-hmm. and then we've just been sort of happy to sort of fall back into doing a, a, a weekly strip at Ojoy and mm-hmm. slowly getting our energy back to do mm-hmm. another book because books are like a lot of work oh they God. take so much energy and push yeah so you know, every so often we might sit down and be like, oh, wouldn't this make a good book? Oh, I've got a really good idea. And it's like, yeah, I, Erica's, Erica's history's in uh, autobio. So there's, there's like lots of autobio stories mm-hmm. inside of you that I know you want to get out at some point. Um, mine is, is you know, I, I definitely really enjoy working with, with uh, artists all over the place. So I, I, I don't know, like it's, yeah, I could see us doing another book for sure. Um, but yeah, it's not like the the prime directive right now though it's not like okay let's let's get let's get a sequel out there it's um <laughs> right. like because i i i do want to spend some time just telling some autobio stories i, I feel like we're a field that's been had a, a crop grow in it and then the crop's been harvested and you got to like let that field lie mm. fallow for a little while so it can yeah. be, like regain its nutrients and then you know, once I, I would worry that if we started another another one, that's you know another teen book or one for adults or, or for a younger audience, who knows? I would just be the energy I would bring 
wouldn't do justice for the topic. Sure. Yeah. Know, yeah. No, just, I, I feel that way too. Yeah. Like I, I need to, I need to rebuild my nutrients. Yeah. <laughs> the battery. Needs I mean, to recharge. That, that being said, it's random house graphic turned around and said, we desperately want you to do another one. I mean, we, we I'm not going to say no. Yeah. We love working <laughs> with them. We love working with them so much. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, like I said, at the very beginning, this, the, these things are our, our lifeblood. Like we're, we, we love making these comics and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sex education is, it's, it's, it's so good for us. And I, I, I like working on it. So yeah, no, don't, don't, don't count us out. Yeah. <laughs> no, just I'm don't just... sign us up right this second. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, and kind of a footnote to that question. So not a full second question for when you, you said that there's like, there's room for like questions and more topics to come from it. When the teams are reading them and they do have these like questions that maybe the book doesn't fully cover or it's not there yet. It'll be there in volume two. Do you have any um, other sources or like places they can turn to to that you think are good? Um, yeah, so at the back of the book, we have a whole resource list of, of other yeah. books and even like sex ed graphic novels as well. Mm. Um, and uh, like the number one is the book S-E-X, the All You Need to Know Sexuality Guide to Get You Through Your Teens and Twenties by Heather Karina. And that just like, that is the, I don't know. It's, it's a big old book. That is a big chunk of book and it's going to cover basically everything you could want to yeah, know. I, I would have gone straight to Scarletine. Like I, I find the, the website mm-hmm. Scarletine incredibly helpful and it's written in a very human way. So it's not just dry and difficult to get through. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, we, we, so we, in the back of the book, we, we have these resources, mm-hmm. but also throughout the book, we just we really encourage talking and like talk to your friends or talk to the people who are important in your life. So mm-hmm. even if we haven't covered everything, I, I kind of hope the, the aim of the game here was to encourage and um, equip uh, kids to sort of talk to each other and communicate with each other or find the the, the answers to their questions instead of just to be of, self-motivated yeah to be self-motivated and and, and help autonomous in, in their own community like so we just wanted to I don't know I, I like to think that even if the answers aren't in the book they will feel emboldened to get those answers and not to be, know where to look for them in the first place. Not just be shy and, or not just yeah. bury their feelings or their, their wants or their. Or, or, to know. be advocates for themselves. Yes. Perfect. Well, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And I think that like is an important thing to take away is just to be an advocate for yourself on sexuality. <laughs> um, thank you. Well, thank you both so much. This has been a wonderful conversation. Um, to my listeners, please check out Erica and Matthew's just beautiful book. Um, you can buy it uh, either by shopping at the store, ordering online, or calling in to order at Skylight Books, or you can go to your local bookstore and grab a copy for yourself. Erica and Matthew, any last, um, just any last things for our audience or even our just readers who um, are book customers or shoppers? That's no, gosh, thank you just Thank you for having us. Yeah, I, thank it, you so it's much. been a real delight. Um, you, you guys have a, like a, a brick and mortar in New York, right? No, I think we're just LA. That's where LA. Sorry, my bad. Mm. Yeah, I, Matt's British. He gets those mixed up. I was just thinking it would have been lovely to, to pop in, but you know. Yeah, someday when some, pandemic's some, over. Someday. Yeah. I, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. No problem. 
Well, um, thank you for listening to all my listeners and you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon.